I'm not that type of dude. I'm mm-hmm. a scorer, 100%. Yeah. I need to face the goal. That's why I'm dangerous. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast. The Lighthearted Podcast to another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast. We're going to have gamers. We're going to have athletes. We're going to have businessmen, businesswomen. A couple moments, I would say, like tangible moments that probably was, you know, really impactful, like to me as a child. Man, and then nobody ever talked about it. So it was like, I never said nothing. But, you know, I'm lighthearted. You know, let's give y'all the exclusive piece of the truth, man. man. So welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast, presented by Venmo. I am your host, Josh Hart. My brother and co-host, Matt Hillman, yep. is with me. Um, and let's kind of get into it. How you, how you, how you doing? I am good. I just got back. Uh, I got to come back to LA this morning from from your lovely city of New Orleans. Um, we had a, a great time on Sunday. But bro, every time before we—I mean, before we get into the live show, because I'm sure we could we could talk a lot about that. But every time I'm down there, bro, I eat so unhealthy. I think I had, in the period of like four days, I had canes twice, Gus's, probably like eight beignets. Everything I ate was fried. I had fried oysters, fried quail. Like I, I just I don't know how I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Um, I think that's kind of like your passage you know like your, your entry like patches into uh new Orleans, like you have to eat something fried so i mean i'm not i'm not surprised like i couldn't live here if i wasn't wasn't hooping i couldn't do it yeah i'll be fat. i also have this like my, this like mindset where i think I'll, maybe it's maybe it's not just me but like if i like say it's like a start of a weekend or something if i eat one bad thing like say i eat some fried oysters i'm like all right my weekend's screwed i'm just gonna make everything bad I'll start. I'll start fresh when I get when I get back to LA. <laughs> Diet starts Monday. Exactly. Shout out. Shout out, John Geiger. Yeah, man. Uh, that's. I mean, that's how. That's kind of how I am too, for the most part. It's like, ah, damn. I had like, I had the Popeyes like sandwich the other day after the game. It was fire, by the way. The first time I had it, it lived up to the hype. But um, no, it definitely lived up to the house. <laughs> the hype. It was. Ooh wee! That thing was nice. Did you end up getting that dessert you tweeted about today? Um, no, just because I when I tweeted it, I saw like a couple responses. I got back to the crib, then I was just like in and out of sleep for like. Most people are saying Creole Creamery. Creole Creamery. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. Ooh, oh, also, I'm have to go to District Donuts. I was gonna say I totally forgot to mention the fact that I had a District Donuts fried chicken sandwich with French toast biscuit as the bun i'm gonna have to just holler at them because i like like this regular like chocolate glazed donuts and they have them so i'm out to do it. i'm out to go holler at them i like that but hey, we'll see what else is man i just looking at some of the responses now yeah you had some good ones another everyone else is saying brocados angelo brocados as well yeah yeah i was just saying that but they're probably all like in the city yeah yeah, new, new. The fan, your fans look out whenever you like. Whenever you have a question, they always like. They're always answering me like, I like, oh, uh, the picture on my Call of Duty's messed up. Can you guys help me? And you'll get like fifty <laughs> responses in like ten minutes. Oh yeah, check your. Uh, I forget what they said. They were like, check your something. Yeah, they were talking about the res, and they they were just they were on it. That's why I asked them all the questions because they're so good. They they're so good at like getting back to me about on like what like just random stuff that I just ask. So I'm just like, hey, you know what? They've been good so far. So if I got a, a question, might as well just see if they got it. Turn off motion blur. That's what everyone's saying. 
Yeah, motion blur. That's what it was. That's what it was. So it's 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 funny. But hey, man, they they're loyal and faithful. So uh, I rock with it. And they showed out on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably the more important, most important part. Talk about talk about. I mean, the podcast is it's been one thing we've you know we've had obviously a lot of people like tweet at us on social media and we know we know we have people listening. Obviously, we look at the numbers and we know there's a lot of people listening. But it's totally different when like you actually go somewhere and you see all of these like all of you're able to put like faces to like numbers. You know, like it, it's so, it's so different to like know people listen versus like have them take time out of their day to come listen to you like talk in person for two hours. Yeah, no, it's always me because like. I think, like, you can, like, listen to a podcast or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, and when you're doing it, like, in the comfort of your own home, like, it's cool, like, you know, like, you're just chilling, like, you could be playing video games, or you could be doing, you know, a whole bunch of other things, but then when, you know, when you go to, like, a, a live podcast and you're, you know, you're waiting outside the venue for it to open, and stuff like that, like it, it's it's a really cool feeling. Um, it kind of reminds me of like a sneak, like like a sneaker drop, like back in the day, like people were lined up, like oh we gotta get these new sneakers type thing. But um, it was cool. Uh, like you said, when people like actually take time out today to go to a venue, to wait, you know, to wait in line, and then you know rock with us for you know, a couple hours that you know we had, it was, it was really cool to see. Yeah, and they, bro, they, they pull. I mean, the event started at like seven. People were there at five, lining up. Yeah, no, it was definitely dope. I, and I think that's why Drew, Drew was giving, you know, the city of New Orleans so much credit just with all the love and, um, you know, support that they, they give, you know, they, they've given his family, but um, all the love and support that they give to so many, uh, you know, New Orleans athletes. You know, I think that's what kind of separates them and um you know re- reason why people love it yeah yo for for the people that weren't at the uh at the show talk about what <laughs> the mix up with drew where you just didn't quite give him all of the information that, that that you that you were supposed to and that kind of what he was walking into yeah so i, te- I texted him you know you know like, oh you want to do a live episode of my podcast he was like oh yeah cool and I was expecting for him to be like, oh, yeah, like, um, you know, you know, what, you know, what exactly is the live podcast going to be like, da, 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 da. I thought there'd be like a couple more questions besides that, you know, not just like, yeah, let's do it. So, um, like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, that's like, I didn't have to explain anything. So, like, all right, cool. And then we do like no communication, like from the day, I, the day I sent him that text message was probably like a month probably like a month um between like the time i asked him to and the actual you know podcast live podcast so you know i texted him the day of the podcast like yo you know just you know pull up to this spot you know this place sent him the address he's like all right cool then text me back he's like yo is this an apartment Oh, like, no, nah, it's a venue. He was like, oh, okay. That's something to flyer. So, like, he, he definitely didn't realize exactly what he was getting himself into. <laughs> but, um, you know, it worked. It, it went it went over well. It went good. That's so funny. And then he just walks out and there's 400 people just clapping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it was uh, it was cool. It was, it was, it was a funny story. And then, and then, like cur- currency was great too because you know I didn't, I had never met him before. You had never met him before. We didn't really know 
much about you know what the conversation is going to be like but he uh he definitely entertained yeah no it, it was uh that was definitely a fun and interesting um podcast so i'm very um anxious for the listeners to to listen to that whole um that whole kind of show you know once once we release that as the actual episode so you know it's, it's a good one yeah and he's that he's as new orleans as they come you know he has so much love for the city exactly so but no it was cool hopefully we'll hopefully do more um sounds like everybody had a great time the free canes was a big hit um the venmo giveaways were a big hit so i think all in all it was i mean i think for a first event not not bad at all were you surprised were you pr- surprised at how much work um behind the scenes goes into like putting an event on like that um yeah i think so luckily i didn't really have to do any work <laughs> <laughs> but um watching everyone you know do that yeah it was um i didn't think it was gonna be that much but um i guess you know now i know yeah no shout out to <laughs> shout out to everybody that made it happen definitely so yeah um how did you, how did while i while i pull up some questions did you did you like doing heart to heart in person i you improvised and you were, and you pulled people up on stage i thought that was dope yeah i just try to make it you know as cool as possible you know for uh you know the listeners and kind of um you know like i said kind of cool for them you know, because you know, they waited outside, they waited a while, for, you know, once they got into the venue and all that, you know, for us to start and et cetera. So I was like, you know, let's try to make this as cool and interactive as, you know, we possibly can for these guys. So, um, but not doing it in person it was cool. It was definitely dope. Cool. Um, it's so funny. I'm like scrolling through our, uh, our Venmo and and it's all it's all like the participation from the live show like people saying like what their favorite episodes were and stuff um mark peltier wants to know you fixed that wine fridge um no i'm just letting it just rock out i'm <laughs> i'm getting a wine cellar um built in the house very soon so uh i kind of just just let it rock out so and it see i bought it and like i haven't even really put like all like the wine in it like it's like i don't know like some some wine bottles fit in some racks and you know trying to pull the racks out on some of them like it's just it's weird so you know what i'm getting one in one like big like 390 bottle like cellar built in the crib so i'm gonna just kind of rock out hopefully that'll be done by like the end of the year so i can just rock out with that um dallas prater wants to know who has the best pet or pets on the team um hmm it's actually tough because i know obviously zoe has zoe has um deuce uh who else ja has a a roddy a girl roddy too um hmm I don't know who else has a dog. I think it's just it might just be those two that got dogs. Sanova. I, I mean, yeah, but I say you know I'm obviously gonna say you know y'all know who I'm gonna say. So um, you know I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna have to. She's gonna have to have like some play dates with uh with Deuce and and Jazz dog very soon. So we're we're gonna have to make that happen so I can actually see you know 
So she can have some buddies until her little brother gets here. I love it. Um, Peyton Doc, Doc Queen wants to know, Tammy Abraham or Bobby Firmino? Um, I'm going Tammy. That's my guy. New blood. Um, you know, I think it's like the first, um, first 25 and under player, you know, like the top five European leagues to get like 10 plus goals. I think it's like the second youngest for either second youngest or like the first youngest for Chelsea having 10 plus goals and et cetera. And so I'm, I'm definitely rocking with him because of that. And also he, he like grew up in like the Chelsea system. So, I mean, he was like a Chelsea player since he was a kid. So, um, you know, I'm rocking with him. Um, let's do one last one. I'm going to selfishly pick a question that was directed at me. Um, Sean Bolorki wants to know, Matt, if someone is working corporate and thinking of going the entrepreneurial route, what advice do you give them to start their transition? I would say uh, most people, you know, work their nine to five and then anything after five, they consider like, you know, their off time and they just unwind and have dinner and watch TV and uh, da, da, da. But I would say if you want to be an entrepreneur, you don't really have the luxury of considering your time after work as a, as a, you know, leisure time. You have to treat that essentially as your second job. And I think whatever you want to be entrepreneurial in, you need to dedicate every moment that you're not at your job to doing that. Uh, and, and, you know, eventually if, if you do that, I think you'll pick up enough, enough traction to where it makes sense for you to actually leave your job and, and, and follow that entrepreneurial path that you're taking. But I think a lot of people, um, you know, take that entrepreneurial jump too early without uh, making sure that there's, you know, what they're doing has traction. Um, and you, you only hear about the success stories, right? You don't hear about the failures. You don't hear about the people that quit their job and then tried to start something and then failed. So I would say do as much as you can with your job and collect money, save, 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 live within your means. And then when it is time, when it does come time to start your own thing, hopefully you'll have built it up, up, built it up enough on the side and hopefully you'll have enough cash saved up that you can make it happen. Yeah. That's all I was going to say. Um, <laughs> took my answer. Should we, uh, you want to announce this week's winner? Yep. Let's do it. Congratulations oh. to last week's winner too, Aranya Gairola. Yep. Congrats, Aranya again. Um, and for the rest of the people, if you are new to the podcast, you know, just add us, download the Venmo app, add us on Venmo, um, the lighthearted podcast. And, you know, that's all you have to do. And you'll automatically be entered to win a thousand dollars. I think we got, I don't even, what's today's date? I think we got about six more episodes that we're coming out with. Um, so, you know, that's six. No, yeah. Oh, uh, no. Six more episodes. Six more chances. So five to more winners. I think it's five more chances. Oh, cause, yeah, because we did. Cause, oh, no. Because we gave away money at the show. Yeah. So I think there's five more chances. So, you know, make sure you guys definitely add us on, on Venmo so you guys can, you know, chant, you know enter the win. You know, this the time is going down, guys. So make sure you guys are up and at them. So this week's winner, congrats to Casey Kersich. Kersich? I think I did it right. Let's see. I said Kerr Kiersich. I think it's Casey Kiersich. Why do I always, you know, we always. I think it's Kirsch. Kirsch, right? Uh, I thought it was right the first Kirsch. time. Yeah, Casey Kiersich. 
And I have a Curse. lisp, so it, 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 that doesn't help at all either. So, anyways, Casey, <laughs> congrats, my good my <laughs> congrats. Um, one of these days, we're gonna give this like a like a, a a Tom, like a Tom Banks or something, like something that's just just simple, rolls off the tongue. Mike Smith. Yeah, Mike Smith. You know, so so at some point we're gonna get one of those. So, but Casey, congrats, my guy. Go spend that money wisely. Don't spend it all at one price, my brother. Um, so I guess going in to this episode is this was actually I'm trying to think. This actually was was it was actually really cool because this was my first. Yeah, it was the first time I, I I had like one of my like college teammates. So this is um definitely cool for me. Uh, just kind of re able to relive some of those moments you know like obviously we had coach Wright on the podcast um you know a couple months ago we're gonna have kalo you know on on the pod uh coming up soon so stay stay tuned for that one but this is you know one of the guys that was there you know during my what three years no two years and i was able to kind of you know win a national championship with him uh you know my roommate um no, we had a lot of stories, kind of like going down memory lane. So it was definitely fun for me. Um, you know, Jalen Brunson, who's now with the Dallas Mavericks, who's you know getting off to a, a good start to his sophomore season. But um, it was cool to kind of you know, talk to him about his past because obviously he was a McDonald's All American. He was just a problem at you know Stevenson and you know right outside of Chicago, and um, and then obviously had a storied. Know, Villanova career so that was definitely fun for me to do um obviously Matt you know you guys also have a a, a good relationship and a good bond so I think it was it was, it was really cool because I, I feel like this is one of the ones that like one of the few ones I don't want to say one of the only ones but one of the few ones where that we both have like a really good relationship with the person like with our guests yeah and I think you know one if I remember correctly we gassed you heavily this episode Hey, I, I don't know. I, I cannot I confirm nor deny that. Um, and also, I just want to raise a question, and this is no knock on you. On paper, is Jalen the most decorated Villanova player of all time? Without a doubt. With, without yeah. a doubt. I think, I mean, he swept the um, Player of the Year awards his junior year, two-time national champion. You know, the accolades Cousy. he had coming in, Cousy, yeah, Kuzi, um, award winner, um, you know, play Team USA, McDonald's All American. That he definitely takes the cake for, for you know, for everyone. And I think that's, I mean, that says a lot, obviously, because you know we had some, uh, some dogs that came through Villanova that, that were highly um, decorated and had highly decorated careers. But I think, without a doubt, he's probably the most decorated. Uh, you know, Villanova player, you know, to date. Yeah. Also, not to derail, but um, couldn't if we're going to talk about Villanova, we just have to qu- give a quick shout out to Eric Pascal. Um, absolutely balling out in, oh. in San Francisco. He's getting buckets, buckets. He is getting buckets. Good for him. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get him on the pot at some point. Yeah. I, I text him. I text him today because him and Donovan had a uh, a jersey swap the other day, and I told him he has to save his chest hair because that shit looked nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that. 
<laughs> I was looking like, ew. That's so funny. But hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Hopefully everybody's uh everybody's friend friendship rings true um through this. This it was a little bit of a I think it was a little bit of a shorter episode than most because you guys had to go to dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, there there will be a follow up at some point. Um and this is this is a fun one. Yeah, no, it's fun. So I hope you guys enjoy this Jalen Brunson episode of the Lighthearted Podcast presented by Venmo. What's up, guys? Uh, this is your boy Josh Hart, and this is another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast presented by Venmo. Uh, you know my brother and co-host is somewhat here with me um Yo. he's here via facetime they're remote so he's here and then we got Jalen brunson from formerly villanova university now dallas mavericks um and i was it in way of like via <laughs> what stevenson high school whatever it's called it worked it worked, it worked. It's, it's, something, it's something like that like that's the gist of it so Appreciate you coming on, my guy. Of course, glad to be here, fellas. Stuff like this is hard because we're all like we're all such good friends that I, it's almost like you you don't like Josh. We had the same thing when we had Larry on, right? It's like you don't want you don't want to say too many inside jokes, but you also want you know your mm-hmm. friendship to to ring true. So it's always interesting when you have someone so close. Yeah, with. Uh, but it's all, it's always hard to do uh, to do it because uh, it's easy, but it's also hard just because. Um, you guys have like so much like inside jokes and so much like you know stuff like that so like you don't want to like do that too much but you but it's still kind of like funny and all that so it's trying to find that balance no you got to for sure it's uh i think i think we'll do i think we'll do a good job no we don't have too many we have way too many you guys do not not too many that we can say on the podcast so <laughs> We're limited on that one. You, you Villanova boys got a lot of inside jokes. <laughs> yeah, we'll get like the extended, like clean version. We can we can do that. <laughs> Might have to bring some teammates on to a test. Jalen, you were in LA this summer, right? Uh yeah, I uh, I was in LA for about less than a month doing some rehab stuff. Um uh, just like working on my body, nothing like major. But um I was in LA for a little bit, but most of my summer I was in Ocean City, New Jersey. You did you, you did one of those food tests, right, to test like inflammation and stuff. Cause I remember when we saw you in LA, you were, you came out with like a card of everything you couldn't eat. Yeah, well, I did a actually I did a blood test back in, uh, back home, um, and basically I came out there just to like get some tests done, and, like see what I'm allergic to with my blood and. It's 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 crazy how things work. Like you, things that you eat like the most, like healthy wise, you think like broccoli or like Brussels sprouts or things like that, are things you can't can't end up eating, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Even like the healthiest stuff, it's not even like it's unhealthy. It's just not good for you. Yeah, and it's it's good now though. So like not any not everything's like as bad because I haven't been eating it as much. But um, but yeah, sometimes you gotta watch out for little things you don't you don't even think of. That's crazy. Did you do one, Josh? I, I did the food sensitivity thing. Um, they said I'm very. They said sugar is definitely a high source of inflammation in my body. 
But I didn't. I don't ignore it, but um, you know, I kind of ignore it. That, that's like the only thing. I, try, <laughs> I, I I don't. I don't really eat like you know, like wheat bread was one of it. Um, like goat. Uh, not a goat. Cow milk. Um, what was some other stuff? Like I have red tea meat. on mine. Tea. Yeah, I might be talking about tea. Because really every time we go out, I usually always like order like like chamomile tea or like green tea, and you're I like, yeah, I can't it. have it. Can't do it anymore. Yeah, so it sucks because well, it's it's like to a short because you find out some food that you love that's like oh you can't have it just because it causes a lot of inflammation in your body, but it's like so it's like it's good for you, but you're like dang I you know I love like I love steak but like red meat's on there so it's like I gotta try like cut down mm-hmm. my my steak intake so yeah. it sucks but it's but you know for the long run it'll be good um, I guess kind of just starting um you know growing up like you said you you were in the show but you're uh you were born you were born in new jersey you were born in new jersey and then went bro my life story is crazy yo i was born in new brunswick new jersey i um moved about seven or eight times before i went to college so moved that many times new brunswick new jersey i lived in white plains new york for a little bit when my dad was with the knicks and then i moved back to new jersey Lived in Voorhees, New Jersey. I lived in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. I lived in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And then also lived in Cicero, New York, which is in basically Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Where else I live? Lived in Charlottesville, Virginia for fifth to through seventh crazy. grade. And then from eighth grade to senior high school, I lived outside of Chicago. And then after I graduated, my family, family moved back to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I went to Villanova, and actually, my mom and dad just moved into a brand new house that was built, and so um, they just finished everything. So, yeah, they, we moved uh, way too many times. Whereas is the new, the new house is not the one that your dad ran into to Catherine at, is it? Is it might be in Sewell? Okay, I was gonna say or if it was Washington in, Township in Mount. Was that near Mount Laurel? It's south. Okay. Maybe it maybe it maybe maybe she I'm might not have, sure. She might have built that house. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, she might have. Yeah. Um, when you were moving around really really early, was it was your dad still playing or was he coaching at that point? My dad was uh, playing. Um, when he started coaching is when we started moving around with him. So um, like when he was coaching with the Bulls, we went there. Um, he coached at his first coaching job was actually the Denver Nuggets, but we didn't go out there. We stayed back in New Jersey, and then he got a job at University of Virginia, so then we moved to Charlottesville, Virginia for uh, three years. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's been coaching ever since, but once my sister started high school, my mom didn't really want her moving around that much, so we just stayed in New Jersey until she graduated. So now my dad's coaching at Camden High School, so actually not too far from So you don't got to move again. Don't got to move again. <laughs> um, I remember when we played Virginia. That was like one. Didn't ES? I think ESPN did like a little article about it because like you used to be the ball, like the ball boy, for for UVA for like those couple years where you lived there, and then yeah. like we went down to play in UVA, and like ESPN did a whole thing with that. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Like the place looked exactly the same. Like we we passed like the road to like where my old house was, which is pretty cool. But um, I mean, yeah. 
when you were uh, when you were younger and your dad was was still hooping, were you old enough to like comprehend what was going on, or were you just a, like a little baby? Bro, I, re- I remember a lot. I remember a lot of little things. Because when we had we had uh, Larry Nance on the podcast, and obviously his dad was like an amazing player, but I think his dad had like retired before he was. Josh, was it before he was born? Yeah, before. Um, so yeah, he like never, he, it was like the first year. He like never right got to see born. him play. Yeah. I remember, I remember like going out. My dad was with the Clippers. Like I remember spending Christmas in L.A., spending a lot of holidays in different cities. Um, one of my favorite places that, that I went when my dad was playing was Seattle. Seattle was so dope. Oh, wow. And, um, That's the Supersonics. Supersonics. And then... Um, yeah, I visited Houston with like one of my friends from home, New Jersey. Um, obviously, with the Knicks, I don't remember too much with the Knicks because I was like three, mm-hmm. and so that's when they went to the finals. Um, I remember Christmas in Chicago. My dad was with the Bulls. We had a uh, he bought me like the little Spider-Man web things for <laughs> Christmas. So like literally the whole complex <laughs> was like sprayed and like the spider web stuff, but. Um, I remember a lot of little things that you That's don't cool. think I, that you normal kids probably wouldn't remember. Yeah, Josh, your kid's gonna get to get to get to watch you play like twelve seasons in the league. <laughs> <laughs> it's conversation comes up like every episode. It's bro. a running joke yeah. every episode. I just I say, oh, you, you get one bacon in the oven? No, not there's, there's, there's nothing bacon in the oven. <laughs> the the but, oven's the oven's preheated, but there's nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like. I mean that's that's something I, I've always like I always wanted to have like my kid like one have my kids me play but like um, I don't know you see you see like so many pictures and so many videos of like of like players with their kids like you know pregame and stuff like that I'm like damn that's dope I need that the cool so, thing was when yeah. when uh, the Raptors won and and Kyle was like holding his baby exactly man so like like Matt said nothing nothing big in the oven but the <laughs> oven is definitely preheated I feel like Josh you want to be that that grandpa with like. 10 15 grandkids around you like running around in your backyard oh facts bro like i, I want to have like when i'm done hooping i want like a big house and i have it like full-on holidays like that like that's like and i want to be i want to have my like everyone's like oh like just let you know live while you can da-da-da-da. like i want to have i want to have like great great grandkids i want to be like 60 so, when so, i have kids so how, many, how many kids you want i want four i want four kids and a lot of kids. I wouldn't. Yeah, I want four kids, and then I hope each one of them has like two or three. So you know, I'm. You know, we're gonna have to have like the hardest state at some point, maybe back in Maryland, because I want to be back in Maryland. But uh, four kids, four kids, bro. That's crazy. That's Jay, crazy, right? Growing up, <laughs> I got the names picked out too. Jesus. <laughs> um, growing up with your with your dad being so close to the game, was it like? Did you kind of? Did he let you discover it naturally, or was he kind of like you're gonna you're gonna be a, a basketball player? A little bit of both, I guess. Like growing around growing around the game, growing up around the game, like you see like you see a lot. Obviously, like a lot of basketball players, you see a lot of things in the basketball world that probably normal kids only dream of. So I was only I was around the game a lot, and. Um, I was honestly fortunate enough to have the experiences I have. But then once I got to the age where, like, basketball started becoming, like, a hobby and started to become something like I really want to do a lot, my dad got to the point where he said, all right, well, we're going to start, like, training and, like, practicing. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's fine. Like, 
But when growing up, he kind of pushed me. Like at an early age, like he really pushed me. But before and after every workout, when I was young, he always asked me, "Do you still want to play in the NBA? Do you still want to be a basketball player?" Mm-hmm. No matter if I was crying, no matter if I was the happiest kid in the world, no matter what my emotion was, no matter, my my answer was always yes. So like it was tough, like getting yelled at, getting like screamed on for doing like things that like. You know, you're just trying to have fun as a kid. Yeah. But my dad's pushing me because he knows that's what I want to do. And then, I mean, every day I said, yeah, yeah I want to do it. I want to be an NBA. I could be in full-on tears saying, Dad, F you. I don't want to do this right now. And he'll ask me, do you, do you still want to play the NBA? I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as long as the so, answer is yes, he's always going to push you that way. And he's always going to push me. Like, he'll be, it's like sometimes, like, he, he, I mean, he backs off. Like, sometimes he feels like he can't be a lot. Like, he tells me that, but. He backs off sometimes, but I mean, like for me personally, even today, like I'm like, yo, like, like you made me who I am today. Like you helped yeah. me become this person. Obviously, me individually, I put the work in, but like you were a big part of that. And totally. so like, I still want you to be that factor in my life. So he still, he still talks to me. Obviously, it's different now since I'm older, but I mean, he's a big part of why I am what I'm doing. Yeah. You remember bet, the first time you beat him one-on-one? I was about four. 13 14 maybe 15 that range but like like my freshman year sophomore year high school like i got to a point where i was like i would beat him more times than i would lose to him yeah and then like as i got older and older i kept getting better and better and better and he just beat me one time and then stopped like my oh, sophomore yeah, year like i'm done doing it <laughs> he beat me he beat me and stopped so we didn't play from age 16 how old am i before my 23rd birthday. So last, this summer, we, we out of nowhere, he's like, yo, let's play one-on-one. I was like, are you for you real? Want, like, yeah, you don't want that. Are you sure? He's like, come on, I'm ready. I mean, he started out hot. Like, I said, like, this dude still could shoot a little bit. But then I just, I killed him. And then he was like, all right, I'm done, whatever. And But that first time I beat him, and I was like, yo, I'm nice, yo. I'm here, I got <laughs> it. I feel, I feel like... um Obviously, having him in the league definitely had to help you with like your development just early on. Kind of, I mean, I was I used to work out with my dad all the time. It was like every you know every night doing stuff like that, and he was like kind of did the same thing with me. Like you know, is, is this really what you wanted? Like you know, you say yeah, so you know you put you know he pushes you a little harder and a little harder, a little harder every time. But it was like you know you could ask him. He was like you know my first love was baseball. You know it's like he so he's learned you know from like from my my time it was like he was learning kind of. That he knew the game of basketball, didn't really know how to like train it or coach it. So he's like learning with it, and I'm learning with it, and we're mm-hmm. just kind of learning that way. But it obviously had to help, you know, having someone who played in the league for so many years and then coached in the league and coached at college and just, you know, been around the game for so long. Yeah, like he used to tell me, like, like on days where he thought like I would be like slacking or mm-hmm. like not being like 100% into it, he's like, yo, like, think about it this way, like, if a teacher comes up to you, says she wants to help you prepare for a test individually, why wouldn't you do that? Like, she's basically giving you answers to the test, basically. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, like, I've done what you're trying to do. I have the answers to the test. All you got to do is listen. So, like, little, he'll say, like, little things like that. I'm just like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, I can't, like, I can't, like, not listen. Yeah. So, he, he made it easier, like, the way he would say things. But, like, 
it was definitely tough. Like he's like, you know, imagine. no kid wants to listen to their dad. No, no one, no one, oh, like their parents. You, you never want to admit it. Like, like that's like my parents. My parents would say something. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. And then someone else's parents would say something. I'm like, or like another adult. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And it'll yeah. be the same exact thing. But it's like your parents can't be right when you're a kid. Once I figured out when he was like being a coach and being a, and when he was being a coach, and then when he was being a dad, like once I figured like what he was doing. Yeah, like it became like so much easier just to listen to him and like coach me and things like that. Like it literally, it was like night and day. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the fact that he's done it before is just like it. It just goes such a long way. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's yeah, dope. But do you remember, um, like when you got drafted? Was it was was that moment with him? Or was it just like you just did? You guys just kind of look at each other and like all the all the hard work kind of paid off. Yeah, like. That night, yo, he, he like, yo, that night was crazy. Yo. Like, I just didn't know what to expect. Like, I remember like that 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 point in time where I knew I was, my name was about to get called. I got the call from Leon, and I'm literally just like, I literally got the call and I just stared down to the ground. I didn't want to look at anybody because I literally felt tears just like, like, just go, running straight to my eyes. I'm just like looking down, looking down. And everyone's like getting the phones ready and stuff. Like I didn't see my dad. Like I didn't see my dad. Like, I don't. I don't know what his first reaction was. I didn't see him. He'd probably start crying somewhere in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> but like everyone around me is like screaming, like like saying like congratulations and stuff. Like my mom hugs me. Like all my friends and family are coming up to me and just hugging me. And like literally, I'm just like, where's my dad, yo? Like where is he? And like I finally see him. He looks at me. He's like smiling. And we go outside, and I'm just like, yo, like, we're in the NBA now, you know, like, this is what we work for. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a surreal moment. Like, it was just like, it's a simple moment, like, you think, like, all right, like, he just took his dad outside, like, they hugged, they talked, like, just cried a little bit. But, like, when you're, in, when you, when I was in that moment, yo, that joint, that joint was crazy. I can't, I can't really put it in the words. It was just. Nah, I mean, it's like 20 something years of, like, memories of him like working you out and shit just going through your head exactly obviously you had a crazy high school jalen brunson could not be touched i want to say you had a crazy <laughs> high school like matt Irvin fire matt Irvin fire stevenson so what was it obviously it was, you had over just go just put it put the accolades out there over two thousand points out there stay, did you get you gotta say chip right i say chip so say championship my senior year we went to we went to three state, three straight state finals. You beat Joss in your year, right? We beat. We lost to Jalil my um, junior year. Okay. We should have won. Um, we lost to Jabari Parker my sophomore year, and senior year, yeah, um, we just blew out everybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had about over twenty six, almost twenty seven hundred points. Jesus. Is what is that, that average out to over your career? College? I mean, is, is that the most in like... No, uh, John Shire had like 3,000. What is 27 yeah. average average out to over like four years? It was about like 21, 22. We wow. played a lot of games though. Like, because think about it. We went down state every, yeah, every year. year. Yeah. Almost every year. Three out of the four years. And so we played over 30 games each year. Um, That's college. Yeah. yeah. It be um I'm trying to think what, what other did you McDonald's All American McDonald's All American Jordan USA 
USA team, two USA teams. Um, uh, Ooh, top top geez. ten country. I was top twenty. Top twenty. Jeez. Top twenty. Were you were you one of the first McDonald's All American recruits to Nova in a while? Yeah. In a while, yeah. In a lo- the sense. most recent one was JP. Yeah, JP was the last one. J- Wait. Yeah. JP. Yeah. JP no, wasn't. <laughs> JP was all very good. And J- JP was the first one that I ever heard say like, like obviously like everyone was like, oh, I, I was a Mickey D though, Mickey D da da da. But he said it in a like he what he used a jingle, like he was talking to Dio. He was like. Dio was trying to talk to us. He was like, "Remember, I was a ba da ba ba ba." I was like, <laughs> "I I never heard the jingle before. Like someone talked trash with the jingle before, but he but nah, yeah. JP was JP went to work in high school, and he, you know he was in New York too. And the game was in New York. They had to have a New York guy oh, yeah. in there. So that's crazy. Yeah, bro, that's, it was wire. So obviously you had, and that's in Chicago too. So there's so much, there's so much talent coming out of Chicago. Um, Bro, believe it or not, I'm the last McDonald's American out of Chicago since. Really? It hasn't been one since. We had, we had a run. It was like me. The year before that, it was like Jaleel, Cliff Alexander, Tyler Ulis. Wow. Um, the year before that, it was like Jabari Parker. I think the year, a couple years before that, obviously Anthony Davis, Wayne Blackshear. Um, before that was uh, Derek Rose. Like We had... There was like That's a crazy. year after year after year, and then just kind of fell off a little bit. Sheesh. Yo, high, yo, high school, yo, high school was crazy. High school was crazy. It was fun though. Damn. What? Where else so, were you? Uh, where else were you looking besides Nova? University of Illinois, just because I was living there. I loved Michigan State, yo. I I loved Michigan State, like loved it. I swear, yo, I loved it. <laughs> if I yo, if I didn't, good thing I cut up, stopped my visits. If I would have visited Michigan State, yo, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have been at Nova. But now, now I'm joking. Nova, I I knew before I went to my visit, I knew I was going there. Really, I knew I was going there. Yeah, I just had a feeling. I was like, this back home where I'm originally from. I was like 80, 85% sure I, I knew I was going there. But um, I remember when Kansas came for a, a visit, like um, a school, like a home visit, Bill Self sold it so well that me and my dad looked at each other as soon as he left and said, let's commit. Really? I, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm about to commit right now. I mean, Bill, I mean, Bill's, wow. talk about a dynasty. I heard one stat, it was like, Bill Self has more like big tw- uh, big 12 championships than like conference losses or something like that like he's won he's won the big 12 more than he's lost individual games in conference yeah dang i can see that i mean he had like 16 in a row 17 in a row at one point i'm not sure if that's still going on now but it was crazy it was just crazy Yo, i'm telling you i almost committed on spot well good thing you didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> he i I kid you not. Like when I, I literally as soon as he walked out the door, I turned to my dad. We both literally said at the same time, "Let's commit." That's like the thing with like those in-home visits, like or just visits in general. Like everyone's You're so emotional so, about yeah, it. So emotional, bro. Like 
like you go to a like official visit and you leave like yo this might be the spot and then the next one oh yo this one might be it and it's like you just try to gotta try to like take the emotion out of it which is probably the the hardest thing to do like when i went to university of illinois on my visit i was like yo like i could really see myself here like i kind of really like this place yeah i like a lot and then i went to nova obviously i was like the same thing Mm -hmm. like but i knew like i just knew that's where i wanted to be and plus like the way like like the connection i felt with you guys like as a team like I was like, yo, like, that's something I want to be part of without a doubt. Yeah, like that was that was a determining factor for sure. Yeah, that was like the one thing I was I was kind of I was kind of shocked about just because I didn't know you personally. I I didn't know you beforehand before the visit. But like you know how like, usually a top like five star recruit like McDonald's on American, you know all the accolades and all that. You know I I came in I'm like yo this dude is definitely gonna be he's just gonna be an asshole. He's gonna be full of himself. He's gonna think he's a shit. Da, da, da. And it was like the But those are all opposite. the qualities that you have. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely see. Uh, I can yeah, see. Yeah, I, I, I can I, see some of those qualities. Well, <laughs> it's funny because, like, for a while, I mean, until the last like three or four years, Villanova was known as like the really, really good program that that would win, but wouldn't necessarily churn out like NBA prospects. Um, and Josh, for you, like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were like just trying to decide between your college choices, I don't think you were, maybe you were, but like, I don't think you were thinking as, as far ahead as like, Oh, is this going to get me to the league or not? Just cause it wasn't like quite, quite like a, uh, it's like very, very clearly on the horizon. Whereas like for you, Jalen, like being a McDonald's all American, like being decorated that early, like the league was like a, a, a real thought. So was any part of you like, Oh, you know, they don't turn out NBA players or like, was there, was that, were you thinking about that at all? Um, I'll be completely honest. Like I knew, I knew Coach Wright had like a great way of playing with guards. Mm-hmm. He he's had some great guards. He's had some players go to the NBA. Maybe not as much as like Kentucky or like yeah. like any other school. But like one thing my dad kept saying is like, "Yo, if you're good, they're gonna come find you. Exactly. Like if you're good, like don't matter what people say now. Like the cream always rises to the top." So I was like, you know what? He everything my dad said to get me to this point, he's been right. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna work hard. Yada yada. Long story yeah. short, I'm here now. Rest I'm in the NBA. Out. Yeah, but like when we, like when, when I was like going through the pros and cons and stuff about like going to a school or something, that wasn't like that wasn't really like on there. Like I wanted to go to school and win because mm-hmm. I knew if we won. Everything, everything else take care of itself. Yeah. Plus, I knew I was going to a team where, like, I knew I would play. Not no, mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to start, but I knew I would play. And I had a bunch of leaders that would make make it easier for me. Like University of Illinois, I probably would have been like the guy. As soon as what's it called? As soon as like I got on campus, I probably would have been the guy. But they, they made it a lot easier. Like playing with like him, Chris, Arch, Dio, Phil, like. All those guys made things like so much easier, like my freshman year, and then obviously like I grew up into the role, and then um, yeah. the rest is history. I feel like as a as a point guard, like as a freshman coming in, Arches is such a good dude to to sort of learn from. He definitely, I mean, he's really what's so good about about Ryan is just like he's so selfless, 
I don't know. He's like, you know, when you grow up, like Matt, you was like one of like you was kind of like one of these guys that everyone hated. Like, you know, everyone like like hated like or like <laughs> get like listen to what I'm saying. So like everyone this hated. Is, this is payback for me saying Josh wasn't thinking about the league in high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, like for like for me, it was Keep like it I always hated playing against like fundamentally sound squad of just white kids. Like, okay, I, so this I, is, this I is turning into it. a compliment. All right. No, it's turning into a compliment. Like I, I hated it because like one, they were like they were good. Two, they did everything right. And it was like and most of the time you lost to them just because like like you they're just so fundamentally sound. Like that's how Ryan was like as, as a college player. He probably still is now. And but, like tough I mean, too. probably. Yeah, I don't know why I said probably. He still is. His his jump yeah, stop it, it, tough. Jump stop can't be it can't be stopped. <laughs> I, I can't tell you the last time I jump stopped. That was like a, that was like it wasn't a requirement at Villanova, but it was a requirement at Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, that jump stop has gotten all the way out of my game. Not all the way, just about, just about. Jalen, I feel like you still jump stop a good amount. Yeah, a little bit. It, sometimes I mean, sometimes like it takes a while to get out of it. It takes a while, but like, hey, it works. Yeah. Like I have it in my game. Like, yeah. Sometimes I mean, you need. When, sometimes you need it. Well, you're never not under control when you're when you're jump stopping. No, you're always in control. You're always there. You're balanced. You can pass. You can shoot. You can. I mean, you can do pivot. You can do everything. But it's just not the the sexy, <laughs> the sexy thing. The sexy play. Um, but obviously, came to Nova. You know, luck, luckily for for both sides of it. You know, you, you know, obviously yourself grew a lot and did those things. And obviously, as a team, we won. I mean, we. we we won everything. We 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 won whatever we wanted. We we got thirty plus win teams. We have, you know, national championship. You have two national champions. Player, you know, every player something, of the year. Something you didn't get. Yeah, I didn't. Get, I didn't get any player of the year. Not. I got Biggie player of the year. Not. He got everything. Who who won? Frank. Rank. Yeah, Frank Mason. Who were you third, second, or third? You were second. Second. Oh, second. Second. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was I was second, and I'm running behind him. Um, cause the, the hype was about Grayson Allen, like the beginning of the year. And then Frank just came out of nowhere, had a really, really good season. Th- year. I remember that 37 point game, yo. Who, who else was up there? Caleb Swanigan, I think was, was a candidate. Caleb was Caleb balling. Was good, yeah. Caleb, Caleb was, was balling. Hooping. Zoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who else, but it was like us. We were like the main four. You know, you remember yeah. Josh's coming out party, Matt? <clears throat> Notre Dame, thirty-seven and fourteen. Notre Dame, yeah. At the Prudential the, Center. The worst thing, like the worst part about that was, because like it was at that point it was like me and Grayson going at it for like Player of the Year, and like that night, like he hooped. I think like he had like thirty. I think like that night I had like a like a huge dunk. I think he played against UCLA. No, not UCLA. Uh, UNLV. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. and I was sitting there sick because I'm sitting there like I. One, I had a better game to him. But two, like we're on like we're on Fox Sports, like we're not on ESPN, like we're not an ESPN team and everything else everything's on ESPN. So I was just like, I'm gonna get no love and I was just hooping. Yeah, but then he started tripping people and gave the award away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely um, did that. I, Josh, I know this podcast is about Jalen, but you you had a hell of a senior year. Yeah, I had a, did he I, ever? I, 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 I low key for like 
sometimes forget how how dominant your senior year was. Like he, this, like I, honestly, guy, yeah, like Josh was unconscious, like crazy, he, like he would just bail us out so many times, yo. I truly believe this, and I think it is like, like it would have happened if we didn't, if we didn't lose. Phil if everyone to was healthy and everyone was allowed to play, yes, we'd have won three straight. We would have won. We would have been the first team to ever three peak, like without a doubt, because. We we just we had so much firepower. Obviously, all the guys that would, that wanted the year after were there, um, but then you had a you know Amari who wasn't able to play who would have helped us out a lot. Yeah, Phil was hurt, and and like Daryl Sterner the, was hurt. Yeah, Daryl Sterner was hurt. Um, <laughs> yeah, my bad. But um, NCAA should have let Amari play. Yeah. Fuck the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, um, we would have won. I don't know if we all would have been there for that third year, but oh, definitely would have yeah, yeah, went back to back. Probably yeah. wouldn't have been three peak because yeah, we would have had everyone would have been coming out, bro. It but was, I mean, that, Josh, obviously talking about how how like dominant your senior year was, and and Jalen, like how good your it was your junior year that you came out. How good mm-hmm. your junior year was. It feels like Nova always has guys that are like really really good throughout their their time there, and then everything just aligns and maybe someone ahead of them graduates and then they just like explode their senior year. Like it, it, it seems like that's happened multiple times. Yeah. Like we, like, like I said, like the, one of the main reasons why I committed there is because there wouldn't be a lot of pressure on me. Like I can go in there and just play basketball. I don't gotta worry about being the guy. Like, yeah, I just come in there, obviously do my thing and try and help the team win. But like, when you have guys like older guys that've been been doing it for a while, who can help you grow as a player in that system and as a teammate, I mean, you grow into those roles. You see how they act when they're in that role, and then once you are ready for it and you're in the role, like it just comes naturally to you because you've seen it already. Yeah. And so I saw I had obviously great leaders. I saw this guy do a lot my sophomore year. I mean, I. Of course, I bailed him out a little bit too <laughs> here and there. Definitely, but um, like by the time my junior came around, like it was just natural. Like you, yeah. you're just naturally ready for it. Like coach, coach had a weird way of just like you didn't think it would work, but like it worked. Like once you got to that point, you're like, wow, like makes sense. Yeah. Speaking of ba- bailing out, I forget what game it was, Jalen, but I have like distinct memories. I think it was in 2016 when you guys won. I remember you hitting like a couple really, really big three free throws like deep in the tournament. Was it against Kansas, Kansas. maybe? Yeah, what Kansas. was what happened? I forget exactly what, what happened. It was like we were like they were trapping us full court or something like that. About to say it was either what happened, it was either give Ryan the ball or give Jalen the ball because we know both of them are gonna make it. You gave it to me, I don't know about that one. You gave it to any yeah, you gave it to as of late. <laughs> Dude, hey, I'm 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 a hundred percent on the year so far right now. But wow, this is being recorded. One free throw, four for four, baby. Yo, I was no, no. I was nine for nine in the preseason, and apparently my mom said, yeah, they they put it on the on the board, nine for nine preseason, and I missed. <laughs> I was like, you know what, my first free throw. I was like, you know what, this is. I I got lucky. I'm not gonna lie because I made my first free throw. My second free throw, I missed, but it was a lane violation. Oh yeah, Marcus <laughs> so saw I got the lane violation. Again. So hey. I'm I'm a rock with it, man. It is what it is. Uh, it is, what it is. But no, I, I, I mean that was like the thing. He was the 
I mean, obviously we had Ryan, but it was like, I, right, you know, any anything happens if you know Ryan get the ball. If Ryan's not there, Jalen get the ball, and then obviously yeah. when Ryan wasn't there. You know, even my my senior year, his junior year, when no oh, my sophomore. my year sophomore year, it was it was still like like he when it was like down the stretch, it was like yo just like I didn't even I, I didn't even care. I'm saying I'm like yo you, you like this this is what you like you're the, you're clutch. I was like yo you, you just go get the ball, and it was I mean it was, whether that was you know just playmaking or just oh we're up we're gonna they're gonna foul us. No like yo just this this is what you do. I'm not going to let Villano- the Villanova conversation go by without asking the question that, you know, I just have to ask. <laughs> I saw it coming. <laughs> he, yeah, he knew I'm it was coming. You, I, I'm letting you know. I'm letting you know. From 2016, 2016 was a great team. Mm-hmm. Great defensive team. We were tough. You tough, guys were way more talented. But 2018 had that. Not, but our offensive power was just unstoppable. Y'all didn't have the toughest to our extent, but y'all were way more talented. Way our more talented. Offensive firepower was but on. You guys just had too really. many too many pieces to 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 lose. Like yeah, for sixteen to for us for, to have won, we needed to have that like toughness, that like you know that great like attention detail, mental focus, all that stuff. Like we needed that to win. These they they didn't need it like that's why like yeah. it, was the, it was still an emphasis because of Villanova basketball but like it was like I right, these dudes gonna just like you, you know there's teams like coaches always say like you can't just flip a switch like these dudes could have like they flipped the switch they just and it was the just switch. you know who flipped the switch was was, was fucking Tay yeah Tay, I mean Tay was always a bucket but it was always like, a bucket but flipped a switch in the national I mean. Yeah, it was. I mean, like that. that Somebody had to. Exactly. <laughs> he kind of played. Like he kind of played himself into the lottery with that. With that game, low key. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, all eyes are watching. He put himself right there. Yeah. And, and then he went and killed in the combine uh, mm-hmm. pickup or the um, combine games. Yep. First I was game. like, yo, he, he's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know this. Is, this is a tough question. It's probably like asking someone to pick like which kid they like better. But which championship did you enjoy winning more? I feel like the way that you guys won in twenty sixteen. It's just like that's the be, way. Yeah, 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 the way we won in twenty sixteen. Like that was nuts. Like you can't like ask for a better story ending than can't. that. Like that's nuts. But being a leader on a team and mm-hmm. winning. That's special. Like honestly, like you can go. I can't, you can't. There's no wrong answer. Like yeah. obviously, like the 2016 is just that. That's crazy. Like that'll probably won't happen for a long time. Like the way it happened, and like us being up 10 and losing it, and then winning. Like that's crazy. But like in 2018, when you're the like when you're one of the leaders of that, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it do, it doesn't compare. It, it doesn't it doesn't compare. It's just two. It's actually two separate feelings. Honestly, God. Yeah, totally. So um, I, you know, we we obviously talk about draft night. I, I feel like for both of us, we were, we were in that situation where it was like we were great college players, but then it was like, you know, we weren't like the the sex pick. We weren't like the most athletic. We weren't the most like we were a little bit older. So it's like everything was all about one and done potential yeah. and athleticism, and obviously, you know, we were, we were both picking the thirties. I feel like that's always like 
the guy that's picked in the 30s, I feel like, are always the really good basketball, like the really good, just mentally smart basketball player that's ready to make an impact right away. Yeah. And you were able to kind of do that, um, you know, your, your rookie year. So just kind of talk about that, you know, that transition, obviously, from the NBA, uh, from my fault, from college to the NBA. And then just trying to talk about, you know, trying to be patient and wait your turn. Like for my, you know, for me, I didn't, I think I played, I was hurt the first game. My like NBA debut was like the second game. I played like two, three minutes. Yeah. And then the last, you know, when I got, when I finally started to get in, it was like, you know, we're down to New Orleans by 17, like midway through the third, like, all right, let's just throw this guy out there and just, just see what happens. So just yeah. kind of talk about like that process. So like, like, like you said, like being a really good college player, sometimes it works in your favor, sometimes it doesn't. Like obviously I wanted to be a first round pick and um, just to say, yo, like I was the first round pick, like just for my ego, like it's huge. Like, but like obviously getting drafted, especially where I got drafted, it's great. Like Dallas is a great city. Dallas is honestly amazing. The weather's great. Like the organization's amazing. Um, great tradition there. Um, playing with Dirk in his last year, like it was, yeah. like that Tax, first my, no taxes, yeah, <laughs> no taxes for sure. Um, that first year was great. It was a learning experience. So like, you just you don't really know what to expect. Like going into training camp, like, like compared to what we we did in college, like training camp was kind of, I mean, easy for me. Yeah, like like coach prepared us. Like without a doubt, prepared us for just like next level stuff, like mentally and physically. But um, going through that that transition, like you don't know. Like you obviously played a lot. You're a leader. You're like one of the best guys in the country. Like, and you you think like, yo, you're gonna play. Like you're yeah. gonna play. Like you just don't know. My first game was at Phoenix playing against Mikael. Mikhail didn't get, I remember this. Mikhail didn't get into the last couple minutes. He didn't get into the game, and then he ends up starting the la last 73 games of the year or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he was a lottery pick. And he was a lottery pick. Yeah. Like, my my first game, I'm, I'm thinking back in my head, like, I'm probably not going to play that much. Like, I really had low expectations because there were so many guys, veteran guys, like, ready to play. And um, obviously we drafted Luca, so Luca's uh, – High priority for them, and um, all eyes were on him at the time. So for me, I'm just like, I don't know what to expect. Like, I don't know. And Devin Harris goes out with a hamstring injury, and all of a sudden I hear my name called. I'm just like, what? Like, uh, whatever. I, I I didn't know what to think. My dad was there. He he was hype. Like, my agent was there, and um, it was just. A crazy like thirty second spurt. I was like, my mind's like low expectation till all of a sudden I'm in this game. Like I'm in the game. My first bucket. I remember it was like a jab. It was like a jab left, one dribble right, three, and the put us within like two points at the end in like the fourth quarter. It was like a clutch basket, and I'm just thinking to myself like, wow, like this is this is totally different. This is yeah. this is just a totally different feeling. But then once we played, and once I got like. My feet wet, and then once I got like going, it it it's the game slowed down. It got so much easier, and then like transitioning to this year, I, I just feel like I've been here for like a long time. Yeah, Josh, we talked about it when we had Spencer on too. But like the 
so much of like having a successful career in the NBA is literally just being ready when they call your name. And like the difference between dudes that get buried on the bench and, and never really make what they want to of themselves versus the guys that have great careers is really just like you make the most of that one opportunity. Yeah, that's the main thing it is. It, it, NBA is so situational. Um, it's about, you know, where you are, you know, where that franchise is, you know, is, is headed um, and stuff like that. And like JB said, like it could be, you, know, you could be a lottery pick, you know, a top five pick and just go in right away and, and just start hooping and kind of get the green light. Or you could just kind of wait your time and it might be, you know, could might be years. Due to, yeah, it could be years. And it might just be getting in due to, you know, someone getting hurt. But it's like, you know, you got this this opportunity, you know, this small window to uh, go out there and just hoop and you have to be ready. You don't, You might not have even played for, you know, 30, 40 games in a row, just get DMPs not dressing. But it's like, yeah, when your name's called, you got to hoop and you do that, you're good. Like one totally. person I know, one person I know who's like, in who's in that position didn't play for a year or two, maybe even three years, and all of a sudden is a hundred million dollar man now is CJ. Yeah, crazy. Like my dad, my, like my dad was like, trust me, everyone. Like when I was going through like not playing and like playing, like there's just a lot of different things. Like my dad was like, yo, just be patient. You know, there's some players who didn't play at all, and all of a sudden, boom, just yeah. keep waiting. So I mean, you just gotta be patient, man. Like. Even when like you do get a little taste of success and you're playing a lot, and then all of a sudden you st- you're not playing as much, like you just still gotta be patient. You just never know when like things are gonna blow up for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had Spencer on, and he was like, you know, picked up by the Bulls, cut, picked up again, cut, Detroit, cut, and we had Danny Green on, and he was like, what, picked up by the Cavs, cut, Spurs, cut, goes to Slovenia, and now he signs a, you know, whatever it is that he just like. It's just crazy. So obviously, you know, you had a a good, you know, a good rookie year. Obviously, going into uh, you know this year, your sec- your sophomore year. Obviously, you guys got some new players. Uh, you know, Courtney Lee's there. You guys, you know, obviously Kristaps is there. So you guys got like a new um, positive vibe going for you guys. And you know, kind of like you kind of like you know something kind of like what we have, like that buzz. It's like you're not fully there yet, but like you're going to like keep getting better and keep getting better. So kind of talk about your excitement for this upcoming year and just kind of things, uh, goals that you have for yourself and the team? Um, I mean, I'm really excited. Like you said, we have a lot of great key additions, but the most important thing that I, I think is really special about our team is just our chemistry so far. Like we've really gr- grown in such a short period of time. And, um, Honestly, that chemistry we have off the court definitely is going to help us on the court. So that's one thing I'm really excited about. I'm just ready to go out there and just prove prove people wrong, me individually and us as a team. Like that's all it's about. I mean, mm-hmm. going out there and doing things that people say you can't. That's that's always been I've I've always been doubted individually, but I mean as a team, we can change like that into something special. Yeah. Dallas seems like such a good fan base too because like you know like you said in the beginning they they have a championship pedigree. They're used to seeing what winning teams look like, but they're also not the types of fans that are so demanding and will like turn on you if you're kind of rebuilding like like other fan bases can be. Um mm-hmm. I mean it just seems all around like a great place to be. Yeah, Dallas is 
great loyal. Like they've been like top five in attendance, even when they've been in some down years. It's crazy. Like the the fans there are honestly awesome. That's awesome. Um, Josh, you want to get into the lighthearted ten? Yep, let's do it. So lighthearted ten is just kind of like ten somewhat rapid fire um, questions that we ask every guest. Uh, you know, towards the ep- end of the episode. So mm-hmm. I guess started off by saying, "What's your biggest pet peeve?" Biggest pet peeve. Um, biggest pet peeve is like unorganized or like someone that's unorganized or like not neat, aka you. <laughs> um, I see my biggest pet peeve is dirty cars. Like, mm. like, like I love having my car clean because you never know like who you're gonna have. Like who you're gonna have to give someone a ride to? Like, oh yeah, it just shows. Like, if you have a clean car, if you, have a, if you clean mine, clean house, just everything. I I have to be neat. That's just that's my thing. Everything has to be neat. Biggest fear? Probably losing my parents. Facts. Yeah, for I'll sure. That one. For sure. Um, your favorite cartoon growing up? Favorite cartoon? Probably SpongeBob. Without doubt. Yeah. Childhood celebrity crush. Beyonce. That's still my celebrity crush. Queen B. <laughs> <With that>. um, <laughs> what superpower would you want? Superpower? Mm-hmm. Superpower. Oh, wow. Fly. Fly. I'd want an unstoppable J-Hart two-dribble spin. That's definitely guardable. <laughs> Two dribbles left, spin back right. Every, everyone knows it's coming. Um, Get a new move. If you could switch lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? I could switch lives with anyone. Lil Dicky or Chris Brown. <laughs> Bad joke. That's good. Not That's, good. Corny. That's corny. Uh, I, I, That's I corny. see what you did there. That's corny. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that. Um, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Profession? Yeah. Acting. I feel like that'd be mm. fun. I could definitely. That'd that. be fun. I don't know how. It would have to be like comedy though. Yeah. yeah like exactly. I can't like. I don't know. I don't know. Probably, probably acting. Who would play you in the Jalen Brunson movie? Who would play me? Either a young Will Smith or Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> you know who I could see playing you, low key. You ever watch Empire? You do you know who do you know who Rotimi is? No, I haven't. I actually haven't watched Empire. I actually haven't. I'm gonna have to Google that one. Google him after this podcast. Um, what's the title of the current chapter of your life? These are deep questions, yo. What What are you do? Uh, the title of the current chapter in my life. The beginning. I like it. The beginning. If heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive? We're going deep on you. It, as soon as it open the door to heaven, as we hear God, yo, what's popping, kid? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's popping? 
Um, so cool, man. Jalen, I you know, we appreciate you coming on the Lighthearted Podcast. Um, very excited for, obviously, you know, your future uh, and, you know, what's in store for that. I can't wait to have this uh, conversation, you know, a couple years down the line, um, you know, seeing all the, the great things you're doing, you know, on and off the court. So appreciate you coming on and uh, good luck this season. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, Matt. Appreciate you guys. Yep. yep. Good luck. It's always a pleasure. Family forever. All right, cool.